0: All right, welcome back to Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network, the live daily NHL show Monday through Friday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. You can find us on Twitter at Edgework Show or on YouTube at Edgework, the YouTube channel. Um, I would recommend going over to YouTube and clicking subscribe, (laughs) hitting like on this stream and turning on those notifications so you get notified every time we go live Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, if not to get notified for the show going live, but... If we are in the final days of Twitter here at a little bit of a gong show, uh, Twitter could potentially be going down. Andy barely got across the border to come back from his trip from Mexico. So uh, it's a little bit of a gong show to start the day here on, on Edgework. Thank you, man.
1: Andy's, Andy's the first guy to come back from Mexico with less than a tan of you know what he left with. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, I'm like, at least <laughs> Rob, are you in a days.
0: position to say that?
1: Yeah, well yeah, yeah, my hell? i i uh, i'm not an expert in broadcasting my lighting is terrible here so it's always <laughs> impossible but I, I think i do have like a I, I mean i've got rid of the pasty white skin i've got like slight tan going you know uh, yeah.
2: yeah no I'm, I'm at least like five or six shades darker so get <laughs> out of here with that i uh I, d- I definitely use sunblock rob you know i'm a i'm a I'm a fair-skinned man, uh, yeah. you know. I don't want to get get that melanoma, right? So yeah. I gotta
1: listen. It's serious, man. You gotta protect your skin when you're out there.
0: <laughs> All right. Before we get into anything serious regarding hockey today, Andy, I did mention you went to Mexico. I saw you went to uh, Sportsbook <laughs> and placed a bet. I need to know what happened with that. You got gouged on the uh, on the taxes on that. What yeah. happened?
2: Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for bringing that up. I, I I forgot about that experience because it was such a waste of time but uh yeah no i just wanted to go check it out i kind of knew what i was getting myself into um i, I was lucky that there was a, a gentleman there a, a fellow gambler that kind of helped me out a little bit <clears throat> because uh the the guy behind the counter fernando he he didn't uh, he didn't really know what i was saying um but uh it it, it was you know it was definitely sports betting offerings there. Uh, it's pretty minimal. Uh, you know, you're, you're just, you're talking about NFL, you're talking about, you know, the main markets and then, you know, you've got your, your quarter markets and your half markets and that's pretty much it. There was no anytime touchdown scores or in the NHL, any, any, anytime goal scorers or anything like that, uh, just sides and totals and, and whatnot. But, um, yeah, the, the big, pretty high limits, pretty terrible. Um, I don't know if I I misunderstood uh the guy uh, you know or or what but I, I believe he was telling me that I couldn't bet any more than 150 US uh on the side on the hockey side so I just put together a little two teamer just to kind of get a ticket and and show people what it was all about but yeah you've got to you've got to give back 10% of your winnings uh on on your bets there um and I guess it it varies there there's another place uh, more in the the downtown center of Playa del Carmen uh that that is is only 5% but i mean it's uh you, you should probably just take the take your take take time off betting on sports when when you're in Mexico i guess
1: <laughs> is is that because um you weren't local or does everybody have to give back that no money? it's
2: everybody yeah it's everybody like the guy i was there talking to uh he was local and uh he he was he also told me like you don't want to win more than uh 10,000 pesos or 999 or 9,999 pesos uh because the paperwork is is pretty ridiculous and it's kind of hard to get your money i guess so um i I don't know it's 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 there but it's it's not worth a fuck
1: (laughs) so that's that's 500 us dollars basically yeah yeah Uh. It's pretty lousy. Yeah. <laughs> did you, did Fair you have enough. to walk... So I, we'll, we'll move on to hockey in a second. I'm just very curious. I haven't been to a Mexican uh, sports book. I've been to some in uh, Costa Rica. Um, did you have to walk all the way through like a long casino to get to the sportsbook?
2: Uh, it was it was a pretty small casino. But yeah, I just, just walked in, went through the... They had a security guard, metal detectors, all that stuff. Had to leave my bag in a locker. Um, and then I uh, just walked through a little casino... Uh, mostly slots. I think there was some table games there. And then the the sports book was actually like a a bigger, a big, probably a third of the casino. It was a pretty small place, but yeah, I guess there's about three or four places you can place bets uh, in that part of Mexico and play at El Carmen there. And, uh, and it kind of varies, but uh, none of, none of the offerings are very good.
1: Yeah. I know that, uh, you know, when me and the wife go to Mexico, we go off resort, we do some ATVing, some snorkeling, scuba diving, And he's going to the local, to the local sports books. (laughs) It was two hours. It was around. I was fifteen minutes away
2: from town. Took a little trip in, you know. (laughs) Content, man. Content, Rob. You gotta, you know
0: well if you're like looking for more of rob's content and potentially uh tiktok dances of rob if you <laughs> saw his halloween costume i don't oh know if God. anyone saw that rob offered up that he might be doing tiktok dances in the futures and touting picks and stuff so if you're looking for that head <laughs> on over to his twitter while it still exists you can follow rob at rob Pazzola on twitter for more of his nfl content and upcoming soccer content for the world cup on the hammer betting network you can find that all on hammer hq twitter account or on the hammer dot bets and for more of andy's hockey content as opposed to just his uh mexican gambling stories you can find andy on VSEN, where you can get access to andy's daily nhl betting market report with VSEN's pro subscription so make sure to check that out if you guys are looking for uh sad leafs fans who are clamoring for uh just low end defensive trades you can find my stuff on my YouTube channel at Leafs Digest but uh that's where you can look for that kind of content getting into yesterday's action let's start with the Florida Panthers they lose 6-4 to the Dallas Stars last night and i mean Rob was the one who mentioned it but this is looking more and more desperate for the Florida Panthers with their uh, in terms of how much they're paying uh Bobrovsky in net $10 million until 2026. In the summer, it was reported that Kiprios, Kiprios had reported that uh, the Florida Panthers would be willing to eat up to 50% of Bobrovsky's salary if they were to trade him. Unknown if that still stands for them, but at this point, they might be looking to do anything and everything they can to get him Out of Florida. Currently last last night at least. He goes in. Gives up four goals on 11 shots. Gets yanked and Spencer Knight goes in. Rob when you're looking at this contract. For Sergei Bobrovsky. uh, How much he's getting paid. And how bad he's been playing. And then add on the fact that Spencer Knight. Is sitting there in the wings. Playing as well as he has been. In relief of Bobrovsky. Or just in backup situations. Whatever it may be. How bad do you think Florida feels about the fact that they've signed, they have this Bobrovsky contract looming over them right now?
1: Well, obviously sucks for them. And they, they're probably going to give Bobrovsky the right to, you know, just try to to find his form again. You would be stupid not to, I guess, at at the amount that they're paying him. And they're not really in like danger of, uh, every every team, I guess, is technically in danger of missing the playoffs at some point. But they're right in the mix right now in the Eastern Conference. It's not like they can't split starts. Um, or go something like 60 40 Bobrovsky and get away with it for a little while longer. But it's pretty evident to me. Like there's been certain goalies over the years where you'll watch them and you're like, ah, this, you know, he's washed type of situation. The most memorable one for me was Pekka for a few years where he's coming off his hip surgery and you're like, this guy cannot move, you know, side to side, post to post. Um, it's horrible. And Bobrovsky, this year, he just doesn't pass the sniff test to me. I mean, doesn't pass the analytical test. Um, it's not terrible. Minus 2.08 goal saved above expected in his 10 games played. That's at all strengths uh, according to evolving hockey. But Spencer Knight has been good. He's been almost fourth goal saved above of above expected, excuse me, in eight games played this season. So I don't know, you know, they're going to get to a point at some point in the season where I think it's likely that they're going to have to make a decision and kind of just flip this around completely. But um yeah, it's it's like one of those where um you know probably when I first started betting hockey seriously five six years ago and you would have been around the same time there'd be a lot most instances where like you'd they'd go to the backup and the backup was clearly a downgrade I think nowadays in the NH- NHL there's a lot of cases where teams end up going to the backup and I actually increase their win probability so um, part of that is due to the contract situations in real life and I think that's definitely one here but Florida with Bobrovsky, in my opinion, is a big time fade moving forwards.
2: Yeah, it's a tough spot with the like. I mean, like, like you said, they're they're probably better off just you know playing playing him and hoping that he he kind of finds his form again, uh, which kind of seems unlikely at this point. But it's you know, it's it's tough because it's like a you know this it's it's like a sunk cost, but you can't really do anything about it. You're you're saddled with that, so you've kind of got to work with it and and try to. uh try to figure it out, hopefully, because there, there aren't that many solutions. But, yeah, um, you know, I, I mean, to be fair, night, like, he, he was hung out to dry a bit. Obviously, it was an incredible start to that game. I'm on the Stars. Uh, I kind of regretted it after the Scott Wedgwood announcement, hoping it was Jake Ottinger, but really it was Scott Wedgwood that, like, kept the Stars in that game until he got hurt, and Jake Ottinger came in cold, and, uh, you know, the Stars almost, almost blew the lead, but you look – Bobrovsky all all of the all of the goals were scored like right on the doorstep. He was, you know, hung out the dry on on shorthanded uh breakaways and and whatnot. Uh the Panthers dominated the first 5 minutes of that game and Dallas scores a shorthanded goal on their first shot of the game. Uh it was it was uh you know great for me but um definitely uh definitely a, a um you know big letdown for the Panthers there uh, on the power play but um like i said they're they're getting they're allowing all these chances right on the doorstep but then you've got scott wedgwood on, on the other end making you know fantastic saves. he made a, the, the save of the game and threw his back out for god's yep. sakes yeah uh and, and uh and so it, it's tough to you know kind of feel sympathetic for the panthers and and sergey Bobrovsky. but yeah like intuitively i haven't you know looked at at things yet but just kind of Going off gut feel, I know you want to talk about the flames a little bit, but like heading into Saturday, you look at you look at where Calgary was going into Tampa Bay on, on Thursday. They had two days off. Who knows what they got up to over that that those two days, right? True. Um, True. Be, before that game, with the the game on Saturday, it's a matinee. Uh, you know, I believe it's a two p.m. Mountain Time start, so four p.m. Eastern Time. Um, you know, there, there's not enough time to mess around i i suspect just you know kind of like just this is my feeling on things the flames will be up for that game it's huberto's return of course the panthers are going to be up for it too but um yeah like just just on my gut i think this is a, a good spot coming up here uh for, on saturday for the flames against the the panthers but obviously we we, we might see spencer Knight in goal and, and not sergey barboski
0: yeah and i guess kind of in terms of the goalie situation, Rob's talking about the fact that if we're in a time where the backup isn't necessarily a downgrade in all situations. Uh, you can kind of go into a lot of teams looking at their goalie setups, how they run it. It's a tandem situation more often than not where they're looking at a guy to go. 55 45 or the 60 40 where it's not necessarily the big workload for one guy anymore and it's kind of hey prove yourself and let's see what you can do if you can be the guy come playoff time or if you can go on the run it's way more spread out and then we also saw it in the nba where it just became load management it's like why would we run this goaltender into the ground if we're gonna need him come playoff time but you're talking about the Calgary Flames and in spe- specifically in this matchup against the Panthers unknown who will be in net for for the Panthers at that point but Jacob Markstrom hasn't been necessarily great for the Flames to start this season so far. I talked to, with so many about it on the uh, on yesterday's show, but everyone was kind of panicking about the Flames early on. And it was kind of like, hey, let's pump the brakes here. Because as good as that team is on paper, you do have to remember at some point, like these guys are human. And it does take a little bit of a uh, adjustment period to get used to playing with each other. New systems, new chemistry, line mates, all that kind of stuff. The Flames right now currently sitting at, uh, I believe it was plus 450 consensus to win the Pacific. Rob, you think this might be a good bet for this Flames team as they start to build some chemistry, if Markstrom can start to put things together and get back on a roll and get back to the goaltender, the caliber of goaltender that he is known to be and that the Flames signed him for plus 450 to win the Pacific. Is that potentially a good bet on the Flames right now?
1: I think it is. Now, obviously, Vegas has been a machine so far, but there's a couple things that stand out to me with Calgary so far this season. One of them you mentioned is the goaltending. They actually have the third-worst save percentage in the entire league this season. The only two teams that have been worse, uh, cumulative team save percentage, have been the San Jose Sharks and the Buffalo Sabres. And then I look at teams, and one thing I, I really like to look at is share of power play time, and the Flames are just not getting it right now. Um, I don't know if that's going to be continue. That's going to continue going forwards, but relative to last year, their power play time is way down relative uh, to what we would expect. They do have guys there that typically draw a lot of penalties as well. So I think going forwards, they're probably a team that's a buy on. Um, and honestly, this is this is where it gets dangerous if you actually watch hockey because I've watched a lot of the Flames this year and just watch them dominate ozone time and possession and generate chances and then the puck goes down the other end and the team scores a week one and that's kind of been the case for them uh they had a bit of a stinker last night in tampa bay don't want to give them too much credit there were long spells in that game where they were dominant but overall was pretty even game uh, altogether but i i do think like i love the flames roster on paper if they if they get they back do. to above average goaltending they're going to oh. be a machine they're going to go on some sort of long winning streak so um, they're priced like double what they were heading into the year. At this point now, I think it's a good time to buy at plus four fifty.
2: Yeah, I I look at Markstrom and like he was one of the goaltenders heading into the season. Obviously, he was great last year the regular season, um, not great in the playoffs. And I look at his workload, and he's just one of the guys that like you were talking about, um, Zach. He some of these guys do get run into the ground still, and and Jacob Markstrom is is one of them. Um, and, you know, he's played a lot of games, so that's a, a big concern. You know, when when it, is that going to maybe have an impact on him? We've seen it happen uh, to guys in the past. I think You know, a goaltender like Braden Holtby used to get run pretty hard in, in Washington, and, and things came down, uh, crashing down for him eventually. Um, but I, I look at Calgary, and, and, like, I do see what Rob sees in terms of, you know, they they are dominating for long stretches. But the one thing that stands out to me is, like, some of these games here, just that even strength, um, you look uh, against Tampa Bay, they owned, you know, 60% of the shot attempts. They finished with a, a 40% expected goal share. Um, Winnipeg, uh, they, they, a little over 53% of the shot attempts, 40% expected goal share. Uh, Boston, 65% of the shot attempts, 48% of the expected goals. Uh, it's, you know, and there's a lot of games that kind of stand out like that, um, you know, where Calgary is carrying the play, uh, dominating possession, but not necessarily doing so in, a, in an optimal, optimal way. So I'm, I'm a little bit concerned uh, about them. I, I don't know if they're as good as they were last year in that respect, but I, I still do love this team on paper and I could, you know, very easily see them turning it around really quick uh, and going on a run in the opposite way, uh, you know, just like they, they, they went on a pretty bad run recently.
0: All right, talking about teams that uh, could continue trends or things that could come crashing down, the New Jersey Devils right now continue their win streak, their 11th straight win with a win over the yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs last night. Watching that game, it kind of just felt the whole time, it's like I know it's a very uh, generic thing to say or it's like an easy thing to say, but it's like that team just looks like they want to win night in, night out. Uh, There's obviously a lot of analytics that can kind of go alongside with what they're doing to back up the fact that they've been winning these games and the fact that they deserve to win a lot of these games. But I mean, just point blank watching them, it's like that team looks like they want to win. And they get down in situations, but at no point do they ever look like they're out of it. This New Jersey team, even just some of the base stats like second and second in goals, second in shots on goal, third in goals it gains, first in shots on goal. Relying on vanacek right now, the guy's seven and one, two point one aga and a nine one five save percentage. Lindy Ruff leads the uh the Jack Adams coaching candidacy. uh he's Got oh, the best Lindy. odds to win it right now. Like yes. the Devils fans are in Prudential Center chanting "Sorry, Lindy,", Sorry, Lindy. and yes. uh <laughs> yeah. And now As the he uh, Devils
2: anything to do with this right now? Like he's just letting <laughs> yeah. those guys play. <laughs> yeah. just get and now not the Devils are plus one forty. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> like how? What do you what do you make of this Devils team? and What they've done so far this season? Because yes, Lindy Ruff does lead the uh, does lead the jack adams race to win it right now he's odds on favorite to do so but like as jack hughes said himself they're on a heater right now like you're just on a heater and you let things roll is this devil's team legit is this something that they're gonna obviously not at this pace but is this something they're gonna continue to do for the rest of the season with the success that they're having right now
1: I don't see why not, personally. They have tons of team speed. Like, watch any Devils game, and you can, it's very noticeable how much faster they are than everyone else. And that's not something that other teams can really just adjust to in the modern NHL. Like, it's not like this is the 1990s where you can just grab players by the jersey and slow them down and, you know, mitigate some of that speed. It's a much more wide open game uh, where those penalties are are called, those infractions are called. So uh, I think the market has been. Way too slow to react to the Devils. Honestly, I've played on the Devils more than any other team this year, even at some really big favorite prices. And some people have been saying, well, uh, it's the Devils. Like, you trust them in that role? I mean, forget what you knew about this franchise beforehand because it's, it's just different. Like, they're, they're leading the league in expected goal share at even strength right now. They are, frankly, like, as much as, the, as Toronto sports media and the fans will, you know are down on the team, the Leafs are a very good team. Regardless, or at least a top ten team in the league, and New Jersey kind of handed it to them last night. Like they were clearly faster; they were the better team on the ice. Um, so, looking at a site that I typically look at for uh, you know market power rankings, the uh, which is unpredictable, by the way. I should promo the site. They have the Devils at tenth right now. The Devils are not the tenth best team in hockey. They are much higher than that. I, I would I'd be floored if they're not a top five team in hockey by the end of the year, just based off of what we've seen so far. Now, obviously, injuries can change that. There's a lot that can go into it. But I don't see a lot of downside for this team um, unless they suffer some significant injuries. And right now, this team's humming. They're going to keep winning games because they're just that much faster than everyone else. And they can play that much better at even strength than everyone else.
2: Yeah, and I feel like I'm being a little attacked here right now. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) Um, But, like, I just the way that I do things, especially early in the season, this is like the perfect storm of bad things for me when it comes to, you know, trying to kind of catch up on a team. Uh, and I, I think I'm getting there. Like yesterday I saw some small value on them uh, versus Toronto, not enough to, to really bet on them. Um, but I guess, I guess I'm guess i getting there, right? So um, the, the thing that I, I have a hard time or have had a hard time with is just it's you know they had a run at the start of the season their first 10 games were against you know the majority like seven out of their first 10 games were against some of the worst teams in the league and it was really you know kind of obviously they're they're just dominating those teams but we've we've seen this kind of fall apart in the past and then you you hadn't really been able to get a, a good look at the team because they play you know a few games against some of the bottom teams in the league then they play a team like colorado and then a few more games against some some kind of basement teams, uh, and then you know they get a, a string of games against Edmonton, Calgary, Toronto, uh, but still in the mix there: Ottawa, Arizona, Montreal. Um, and it's it's been tough, but uh, I do I I have to agree with with what Rob says. The market is definitely you know has been too slow to catch up on the Devils, and I mean they've they've won what 11, 12 in a row now. 11, so yeah. uh, so whoever has. Whoever was caught up on, on them is, is doing pretty good right now. So,
0: yeah. All right. Last thing before we get into tonight's game here the Vancouver Canucks taking on the LA Kings uh, Calder Trophy race right now uh the leader the odds on favor to win by consensus is maddie benears plus 500 but tailing just behind him logan thompson plus 650 the uh, the last goaltender to win the calder as Rob and i had talked about prior to was uh steve mason is there yeah. any shot that logan thompson could potentially win this Calder trophy uh with the Vegas Golden Knights this year I mean the guy was playing CIS hockey two years ago in the COVID year he's played goes to the ECHL goes to the AHL wins the goalie of the year there now here he is on an incredible run gets another win last night uh 25 saves on 26 shots and 962 save percentage he's been absolutely lights out and then when Vegas had lost uh Robin Leonard in the summer and looking at him being out all year it was kind of what are the nights going to be without him Logan Thompson has stepped in and filled that void is there any shot that this guy could be uh could win the Calder trophy
1: yeah so I mean you mentioned it Zach like historically speaking we look at the last 20 years it's been mostly players that win the Calder but when you look at the players who've won the Calder up and down the list for the most part these guys have turned into superstars the goalies that have won of steve mason andrew raycroft evgeny Nabokov, back in 2001 uh personally i think that logan thompson is very alive but i'd rather take a flyer on stewart skinner and i know stewart skinner has been bet down quite a bit stewart skinner was 50 to 1 to win the calder last week he's now pretty much 15 to 1 across the board he can find some 20s but jack campbell is awful um he has been for a long time now dating back to mid last season this is going to be at some point skinner's time to run with the net and see what he can do and he's performed pretty admirably i think just based off of like awards are very narrativey right like we all know this at the end of the year okay vegas might win the division logan thompson might have a great record or whatever but they kind of did it from start to finish If the story is that Edmonton was struggling in net, they turned to Stuart Skinner. It turned around their season. He might have worse numbers, less wins, less everything than Logan Thompson, but still win the Calder because of the story side of things. So uh, I think Skinner's a different bet, but honestly, I think both of those goalies are extremely live. I don't really think that there's a player that's separating themselves this year as someone who stands out um, as like, oh yeah, you know, you need to be on this guy. Like, I almost bet Owen Power a couple of weeks ago because he had two assists in one game. And I was like, this might be enough right now, like to put him, you know, <laughs> like that's the, the state of the Calder at this point. So I don't see why these goalies wouldn't be, you know, have top two on the board with better odds, in my opinion. Andy, mute, mute, Andy, mute, mute, mute. Well, it's, it's a wide Mexico. open
2: race right now for the Calder <laughs> Trophy guys. Now, uh, yeah, it, it 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 is really wide open though, and and like I, I just had trouble looking at this market, like knowing that you know a guy like Shane Pinto was what forty to one a month ago, right? And yep. um, somebody that was on my radar at that time, but didn't you know obviously did not foresee this and and wasn't wasn't quick enough to react but so it's always it's always a, a bitter pill to swallow I, I know at this time last year um maybe a week earlier in the season uh Moritz Sider was still 10 to 1 right so there are still there are still good bets uh, out there um I'm I'm really just Kicking my ass, all thinking about last year when I bet Gabe Bellardi at fifteen to one prior to the the start of the season. He breaks his ankle, and now look at him, right? Like he, he 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 would have been in the mix last year. I had Ziegris and Belardi at fifteen to one uh, each, and uh, and actually Ziegris was about twelve to one, but still. Uh, and then I ended up with cider at, at ten to one as well. But uh, but yeah, Bellardi, man, he he really he really would have would have made a dent in that Calder Trophy race last year. Mm -hmm.
0: All right, Andy, real quick. I want to get your thoughts on uh, what you're you're seeing out of the Seattle Kraken right now. Third in the Pacific, fifth in the West, nine, five, and three. This is a team that was awful last year. They end up in the lottery sweepstakes, take Shane Wright. Um, Now they've taken, looks like they're taking steps forward. They're in a position right now to be kind of in the playoffs, at least in the hunt down the stretch. What has changed with the Seattle Kraken team for them to have this kind of I mean I guess success. I will say that lightly, but so far to start this season.
2: Well, they're 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 scoring goals at a, you know, a uh an above average rate. They're the 11th uh best team on offense uh, on even strength uh and, you know, they're a, a top 10 team on on defense too and their goaltending is held up uh with with Martin Jones. They allow about two-and-a-half and a half expected goals per 60 to even strength, them and and uh, they're only allowing uh, closer to two goals per 60 minutes so you know really good good signs I don't know how long they can they can hold up in that area uh, and of course you know you've got Grabauer kind of waiting in the wings there I'm not sure what his uh, exact status is right now but um, I, I like Seattle on a game- to game basis I, I don't like them in the futures market because um, you know even though I, I think they've got a better than 50% chance of making the playoffs. I certainly wouldn't recommend betting them at even money to make the playoffs um, kind of goes against, you know, the, the way I do things. But um, like, like Rob said uh, about the flames, you've got the golden Knights, the flames, the Kings uh, and the Oilers, you know, the, that, the, or the, the flames and the Oilers specifically that could really start to, to pick things up here down the, the stretch. Uh, so I do do worry about Seattle's chances, Uh, of staying in the mix in the playoff mix but I think you know on a game to game basis this team has to be taken more seriously than they are Um, I was uh, pretty close on them to to bet on them against uh, the Rangers last night didn't end up pulling the trigger obviously you know regretfully so they got the win in overtime but um, they they continue to, to punch above their weight here and and they're still being slightly undervalued I guess and Maybe they should be valued uh, a little bit more by betters on a, on a day-to-day basis.
0: All right, let's get into uh, tonight's game. We'll preview that. The Vancouver Canucks, LA Kings. Uh, Vancouver O west, second in the Pacific right now, 11-7-1. They just came off a win, a 3-1 win over the Edmonton Oilers in Edmonton on Wednesday off the back of a Trevor Moore hat-trick. So uh, cash those Trevor Moore hat-trick tickets. Uh, I feel like we're going to get a message from Leach at some point here, letting us know that he grabbed that. But facing <laughs> off against the Canucks here tonight, 5-9-3 and three for the Canucks, 7th in the Pacific. I mean, they did just beat the Sabres five to 5-4. Five to they might be fighting for Bruce Boudreaux's life a little bit uh, back there, but... Thatcher Demko, one eight and two, a four point oh two GAA, and an eight seven seven save percentage. He's been terrible to start this season. I, I just looking at the odds for tonight's game. Both sides are minus money. Vancouver, LA. How, Rob? How do you evaluate this game here tonight?
1: Um, I try to pretend it doesn't exist. <laughs> that's <laughs> okay. that's my first thought. Uh, no, honestly. It's really tough with Demko right now because Demko prior to this season was a very good goaltender and pretty consistently good as well. And he's yeah. just completely fallen off a cliff. Um, and, you know, he's very likely going to start tonight. I'm pretty much right at market right now. So I make the Kings 50 and percent to win this game. That would be assuming Jonathan Quick and Thatcher Demko. Now, if Calvin Peterson starts... Peterson's not a huge downgrade to Quick. Both have been slightly below average this year, but Peterson has been a little bit worse. It'll probably get me into range on Vancouver, and then I'm going to have to make a decision on whether or not I want to actually bet the Canucks, basically as a very, very small home underdog here. Um, there have been better signs from the Canucks in recent weeks, but it's just challenging, and it might be one of those where I, I'm red. You know, I can fully admit where there's limitations in my numbers and where maybe I'm not capturing something that i should fully be capturing i do feel like my particular model makes demko a lot better than he actually is right now um with that said i've had success betting that model for a long time so sometimes you just got to trust in the numbers it would be vancouver or nothing for me but i'd be hoping for a calvin peterson start um and honestly maybe at this price, it would be just like a really, really small play. If anything, Like, could probably be getting invested with a half unit or something along those lines. Not sure if you have any uh, other thoughts on this one, Andy.
2: Yeah. So I'm neutral on the game right now with the assumption that it's going to be Demko versus Cal Peterson. The Kings uh, play the Kraken on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I guess let's assume that they save Jonathan quick for the, the tougher team here. Um, but, uh, if it isn't Peterson, if it's Quick versus Demko, I think that the game should be priced uh, around minus one twenty-three in favor of the Kings. So maybe a small bet there, but um, I, I think basically that's what you're, you're kind of seeing with the the market right now. Uh, maybe a bit of an expectation out there that it will be Peterson minus one fifteen. I think that's a, a fair price, um, but I, 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 you know, it's it's tough to. to talk about it, the Canucks in, in any sort of good way. They've won, what, two games at home this season. Um, just just not not a good hockey team. Uh, I kind of struggle with the, the same things uh, that, that Rob is struggling with when it comes to Thatcher Demko. He did struggle. He has struggled for stretches before, and he's gotten himself yeah. out of it. Uh, and I don't think... I, I really think that he has gotten himself out of it. It's not like a team thing because it's a pretty bad defensive hockey team there. So... Uh, it is kind of up to, to Demko to find his form again. Um, but, yeah, like looking at some, you know, some action, I guess, tonight. Um, you look at like a guy I just talked about, Gabe Velarde. He's a popular bet right now. He's, a, you know, scoring a lot of goals for the Los Angeles Kings. But he's around, what, plus 190 to score an anytime goal. Not really all that attractive. Uh, then on the other side, you look at Andre Kuzmenko. He leads the Canucks right now uh, in high danger shot attempts per 60 minutes uh it's not really all that close either um but he's definitely seems to be falling out of favor with with bruce Budrow he was scratched uh i believe in the last game maybe not the last game but the game before um and uh he he he's playing what 12 11 12 minutes a night right now so despite getting some time on the power play, the second power play unit um, he's, you know, playing about half as much time as, as uh, a guy that he's been on the line with Ilya Mikheyev, uh, who is the, the next best guy uh, on the Canucks right now in terms of generating high danger, uh, shot attempts. So I, I like Mikheyev to score an anytime goal. I believe uh, I saw him around at plus one, uh, plus 290, uh, consensus, I believe, uh, Zach, you gotta, can you help me out with this one?
0: Yeah, so yeah. right now I got a plus 320 best price. There you go. Uh, that one is on a widely available book there. Uh, but yeah, you can see like plus 320, 310s. I'm looking at a 300 here. Like you can find some stuff in that range.
2: Yeah, he, he plays in all situations. Uh, yep. You know, he's a guy that, that could potentially score a shorthanded goal. Like he, there, there's that that possibility is there. So I like Mikheyev as a flyer tonight to, to score an anytime goal at that price for sure.
1: I actually like that too. I was looking, I, I, you know, we on the Friday uh, episode of Edgework, we don't often get a lot of games because of the Saturday being such a huge slate. So I do dig into the props a little bit more. Mikheyev was the one guy that that stood out to me where I thought his price was uh, worth betting. And I agree with Andy. He plays in all situations as well. He gets a lot of ice time because he's so versatile as a player. And he's been a little bit unlucky. I mean, listen, he's been a little bit unlucky his entire career with his shooting. We all know he's not the greatest shooter. He's always going to perform. At what under
0: point is it just scoring? not unlucky, though? It, At what point yes, is it right. just like, this guy's just not scoring? Very valid. I don't point. know.
2: I used to label Arturi Lekanen as that guy, too. And then all of a sudden, he just figured it out and, and started to, to, to put it together a little bit with Colorado. So.
0: Fair enough. Mikheyev to me has like the Grabner uh, curse where he gets like a hundred breakaways a season and just scores like. four <laughs> of <or> them. <one. laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Um, not, not a bet for tonight. Cause obviously just the only one game, but I know there are people in here who are looking for bets, looking to get plus EV positions and stuff like that. Um, not every sports book is going to have futures markets up yet this morning. They t- typically will take maybe to later in the day, but there are a bunch of them up right now. And for the Vesna, you can still find Connor Hellebuck at like 12 to 1, 15 to 1. I, I think it's, it's all marks to lose right now. And he's shifted yeah. all the way from 50 to 1 to like plus 300 over the course of the past couple weeks. But there's a lot of goalies that are priced in between uh, Hellebuck and Allmark that I don't think are deserving of being there. One of them would be Shisterkin, for example. Yeah. Like that's pure reputation. It's Even crazy, man. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy.
2: I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just Like, why is he the favorite right now? Like there's, I mean, yeah, his ceiling is high. Um, but uh, it's just, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, with the, 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 the variance year to year and goaltending,
1: uh, it's, it's crazy that he's sitting at four to one right now at, at a lot of books. I would argue that the the Jets cannot make the playoffs unless Hellebuck performs at a near elite level. And if they do make the playoffs, it's very likely that he's going to win the Vezina unless Boston just has one of those seasons where they go like, you know, 120 points, then it's, it's done. And they're 15 and two right now. So it's, it's entirely possible. But when we're looking at, at the goalie board for this year, I mean, Hellebuck is pretty much right at the top in every category that you would want to measure. He sits just behind Carter Hart in goal, save above expected, uh, just behind Allmark barely goal saved above average. Um, you know, I just think that's a good bet, like a great value bet.
2: Yeah, that like, and you look at Carter Hart; you can kind of, kind of take him out of the equation in a lot of ways because the Flyers are just not going to make the playoffs, and that's going to disqualify him yep. pretty much from from winning the Vesna. I, I, you know, you don't see a goaltender uh, win the Vesna without without his team making the playoffs. So
1: the guy I'm worried about is Sorokin because um, he's he's played really well. The Islanders are playing better as of late, but like. You know, Sorokin's now priced in the five to one range, right? And it's yeah. like, what what's the big difference between Sorokin and Hellebuck that you would say that Sorokin's five to one and Hellebuck is fifteen? They're both especially, playing,
2: you know, especially given the the differences in in where these teams are. Like, I mean, like the the competition that Jets have to deal with compared to what the Islanders have to to overcome to make the playoffs. It's uh, it's not even close, right?
1: Agreed. And Hellebuck's a name, uh, way more of a name than Sorokin is, even though like to, to us, we all know who Sorokin is or whatever, but Hellebuck's been around a long time. He's been good for a long time. Again, yeah. this is a voted on uh, award, right? Uh, if it comes down to those two guys, there is a voter bias as well. So uh, I think that's a great bet. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised to see Hellebuck single digits next week. Uh, instead of 12 to one 15 to one 20 to one
2: just out of curiosity what's rick bonus to win the jack adams i'm guessing it's nowhere near uh
1: what it should be but jack adams rick bonus he is the fourth highest um and he has slight so he's roughly 10 to 1 to 12 to 1 lindy ruff is now the favorite which makes a lot of sense Hella
2: Pretty much going to have to win the Besna for bonus to to, to, yeah. to have a shot at winning the Jack Adams. So you might as well might as well go with the 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 safer bet
1: (laughs) but but that's actually a good that's actually a really good point you bring up because a lot of times you should probably be looking at both those markets right yeah and um, they're very closely linked right and just take the bigger price on on it's like the
2: goalie yeah it's like the goalie award in a lot of ways the jack adams if you look at the save percentage of jack adams winners it's always
1: one of the top goaltenders right so
2: yeah yeah, but uh
1: Lindy from from Fire Lindy all the way to Jack Adams favorite right now. Uh, <laughs> what a ride it's been. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All the way to chanting sorry, Lindy, forgiving sorry, him Lindy. for everything as they uh, go on this eleven game heater as Jack Hughes <laughs> called it. But uh Thank you guys for tuning in today to Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network, a live daily NHL show Monday through Friday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. You can find us on Twitter at EdgeworkShow, and you can find all of our picks on Betstamp, the bet stamp app in the marketplace you just search EdgeWork, you'll find it all there you can follow and get notified in real time when we track bets on this show so even if you miss a show you can still find out what the bets are that we place. So you can find out how they grade and how the show is performing over time thank you guys so much for tuning in here today uh you make sure to subscribe on youtube as well because who knows what will happen with twitter over the next couple of days andy <sighs> rob thank you guys so much for, uh, but I'll for the see you guys again. today
1: yeah. I mean that <laughs> yeah. that'll be it, right? If this show doesn't exist, we're just never going to talk on any I live on Twitter, <laughs> right? So what yeah, am I going to yeah. do at this point?
0: Yeah. yeah. But uh, just want to also let people know if you want to find Rob's content, you can find it on the hammer.bet and if you're looking for World Cup Insights. You can find Rob, Alex Morado, Jacob Grimenya, and a cast of other uh, other hosts joining in, rotating through throughout the World Cup on the Hammer.bet on the Fine Margins YouTube channel. So check it out there. That'll be starting live shows coming this Monday, so after this weekend. So subscribe there. Subscribe to the Hammer HQ. Subscribe to this YouTube channel. And if you're looking for more content from Andy McNeil of Veasan, you can find you can get access to Andy's daily NHL betting market report with. Vesin's pro subscription so check that out follow andy on twitter for the final few days at digital gambler and rob at rob Pozzola thank you guys so much for tuning in here today we will see everyone on monday for monday's edition of edgework good luck with your bets tonight